Episode number 80. Pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Hello. Or for you, welcome back to the Havana Cafe. You know, I just ran into a guy and he goes, I see you here all the time. You like live here. And I was like, well, yeah, well, we, report, we do the podcast here. And whenever I have any meetings here, I always come here as well because the coffee is good. It's my hangout, man. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah good and, time. And it was a guy I've, that I met like two years ago. Yeah. So I guess he's been seeing us coming down for a while, but he's never said anything. But I, and I didn't recognize him, but he came out and he was looking at me. I was like, do I know you? <laughs> it's like, I was like oh, dude, sorry, uh, man. I didn't yeah, mean to blank you. but We're you here know. all the time. Yeah. I did. But yeah, so it's good. All right. Cool. So um, it is, we're in this, we're coming up for, is it, it's not December yet. Oh yeah, it is no. December. Or it's going to be December soon. It's going to be December. Something. By the time you're listening to this, it will be December. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've already kind of started when we were talking about contemplation last week about it's that time of the year where you're starting to think about the end of the year and then the new year coming up. Um, so... So what stage are you at? Are you still sort of integrating what you've done so far? Because that's what you were saying last week. That yeah. you kind of like so go through what you've accomplished and stuff. And I'm then in the mode of of transitioning to what's going to be next year. I'm done with year. I'm done with 2000. It's 2018 as far as I'm concerned. I'm done with 2000. I remember this about you last year. This yeah, was the same. I'm done. Yeah. yeah, I'm done with 2017. My mind is all on 2018 now. So, yeah. So I've been heavily getting myself geared up but for me it's great because it's like now I'm getting all the assets in place a few more dimes just dropped this morning when I was in a sauna sauna being one of them oh you gotta do four days a week in the sauna (laughs) well that sounds like a great (laughs) idea (laughs) so that's on the list and are we gonna do a show we're doing a show on this kind of thing yeah a couple weeks time our last one of the the year is gonna be on I've got a new word as well so I won't tell you my new word because you wanted to talk about my old word yeah alright so this is gonna be our last reference of 2017 it's now 2018 in your mind so (laughs) Well, yeah, as, as kind of, yeah, that, so that was one of your words last year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to know how that's going now. You're, you're yeah, back you to your gym. Do you remember my other two words? Because I forgot my other two words. I'd have to look uh-huh. in my book. But movement was a big one for me. Yeah, movement's the one that sticks with me. It's yeah, the one that, that, that you kept coming back was, to all year. Yeah, yeah that's, that was a huge one. So what do you want to know about movement? Well, how I got what, on with it? Well, what I want to know first is what was it like before and like life into if you can go recall back, back <laughs> all the way to uh so um this is this random side note but um when i was talking to my older son who's about to turn seven he said to me something about a computer game and i was like honey we didn't have computers when i was your age he's like yeah i know you didn't have electricity <laughs> oh man i was like man that's how old do you think i am way back there if he's thinking you didn't have electricity so we can hark back at least to 2016 yeah when movement wasn't on the agenda and you wanted to put it there so what was life like and what motivated you to put that on your agenda well, the big thing for me has always been about being out and about and climbing mountains and doing that kind of stuff. But uh, I think 2016, probably 2015, 16, kind of in that kind of realm, I was heavy on getting business stuff up and running, getting a whole sort of internet empire thing going um, that I wasn't, I wasn't getting out as okay. much. 
just because it was like, oh man, that's a that's a whole day gone if I two hours, three hours drive and climb a mountain, come back. Yeah. Um. So I kind of fell out of the gig, and that's why I wanted it back on the table uh, last year. But also, because you know, being self-employed and all that, you do spend an incredible a lot of time by yourself as well. You don't meet people as much, and I think the other thing for me with movement was to get out and meet people again so almost that kind of walk the earth kind of thing so you go out and you serendipitously run into people strangers and you have a conversation because you've done a lot of walking this year yeah yeah it's been like you know so what i what's interesting about that is even though it was missing the bigger mountain walks that might have and you know, inspired you to put that on your intentions for 2017. Actually, you've been able to incorporate that into week, you know, your normal week, just by not making it such a big deal. Yeah. So. Because you're the one that sent me out to that yeah, like, reserve often, walk, yeah, and that was yeah. great. That was amazing. And that's that's almost. And I want to. It's, it's good, and I think it's always the motion. This whole thing of of kind of moving, and that's a close, easy one to get to. Does it have the same impact for me as? the mountain and my spiritual home and all of that sort of stuff but it only takes me five minutes to get there (laughs) as opposed to three hours so it's great um so there was that about movement and the other part about movement was um you know you can live in a place and not know a place yeah so and this you know the whole lot of things around this idea i think we've talked about this in the past in terms of you because our brains are so equipped to classify things so that it makes us easy to you know if i identify i know it then i don't have to think about it and, and yeah, yeah. i can kind of go on autopilot um and so because i was a history major as well i think you were you're a history major as well so Indeed. it's like well do i know warwickshire and so, you know, do you know the history, even just the town that you're in? What did the buildings mean? Uh, well, it was crazy that there, I so. went out to this pres- that preserve and I had no idea that it was there. It's yeah. like 10 minutes from our house. Yeah, so it was that as well. It was yep. like understanding the place that you are and what what's the significance of the, the buildings and architecture and the history of the place. So that was all a part of the movement piece yeah, as well. Right. Yeah, right. So. You often talked about how you think differently when you're walking. Oh, yeah, that's, or, where, yeah. that's where I work out all my ideas. We're talking about contemplation, yeah. so walking is a huge part of my, well, that is my contemplation process. It might start inside, but if I really want to work through something, then it's just to go for a walk. Even just walking through the neighborhood, you know, it doesn't have to be going to a mountain. I just need to be in motion. So and then people must avoid me and go across who's that crazy dude walk and he's he's carrying on a serious conversation over there so i just be just you just talk to yourself I t- yeah out loud as well i'm just walking along talking and just yeah so oh. i think people are the crazy man of south i bet you that's what they refer to me as a crazy man in south and <laughs> see me walking and talking carrying on serious conversations with myself as well so you're not listening to music or listening to not podcasts or anything no, like that no, no. interesting yeah, okay generally it's talking sometimes occasionally do I very rarely do I listen to music when I walk okay and very rarely do I listen to podcasts when I walk because unless I'm so if I'm if I'm contemplating definitely not and I mostly use my walking for working out ideas anyway so it's very rare that I'm walking listening to music and podcast yeah that was that's the opposite for me because that's how I first got into podcast listening is because that would be my treat for going out for a run 
Right. Because otherwise, you know, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to do it. But if I could get out of the house. Well, I thought about incorporating it because there's so many good podcasts to listen to. Yeah. But there isn't necessarily enough time in the day to listen to them all. So I thought, oh, yeah, why not listen to some while you're driving or Yeah, driving's a good walking. one as well. I yeah. listen while I'm driving, yeah. Yeah. So, so okay, so interesting. So then what has, as far as getting back to movement as your intention for 2017, what has changed in terms of life by the fact that you have moved more you've gone on walks during the week blah 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 um you know it's one of the ones that maybe even might roll over into 2018 because i haven't done as much as i want to do even more if that is possible (laughs) okay yeah i want to do even because that's so what got what what brought this up again i think for coming into this podcast is i think i was asking you the question around can you change your mind through your body this sort of mind body connection yeah so if you want to um yeah so if you if you're looking to make changes and you're looking to make changes to your sort of mental state and your outlook and your well-being and your emotions that you could try and think your way through it as in logically analytically kind yeah. of try and establish make a new of make lists of pros and cons and try and do that aspect but another way to change is through your physiology through movement through, and you know you can change your emotions through physical movement you can change um, your state of mind through physical movement of course you can change your body through this sort of movement I was more interested in how do I ch- yeah how do I how do I change my mind as in not change my mind too, it's, it, yeah, yeah it's ama- yes. yeah it's amazing how just a 10 minute walk in the fresh air will completely change your perspective I mean my husband used to work at this charity that had a its office in sort of a place out in the countryside so it was quite easy to go out on a walk and people used to do that yeah um and yeah I think that was just such a great part of his whole working experience was that you were outside in nature and you could go out and for 15 minutes after you ate your lunch you could just get some fresh air get a bit of like trees and greenery yeah, well, one of the, some one of my techniques um, for uh, coaching is to get people to move, get out of. So the the idea behind it is, if you're working on a problem and you're trying to solve the problem in the same conditioned environment. So if, if I take sort of corporate client for instance. You go to the, your meeting room or your boardroom, and we're sat around in the same table. That's interesting. And we're addressing the problem in the same mentality. So I've taken companies out and the boards out, and we've gone like to the Peak District, taken them on an 11-mile walk to solve the same problem, but just by the fact that you've moved them out of their normal environment, they already naturally start to think about the problem different because they're in yeah, a whole other environment. Right. So it it... it just changes your perspective and changes your your sort of space. Like when I did that particular one, I'm thinking of in the Peak District. It was interesting because we were going to do the the walk as a kind of a you know this is a reward we're getting out of the city, London um, aspect, and then we would have our meeting in the evening. But by the time we were done with the 11 miles, everything was solved. Our meeting in the evening was like five minutes because <laughs> they had worked out everything that they needed to do. Everybody was there, and and as you know, as an you know as a as I was watching it, 
um, as the outsider, you could see people would pair up that they needed to talk to, so they would spend part of their walking time together, then they would yep. walk in threes and fours, there were periods and times when they were walking solo as they were thinking through things just by themselves, yep. and so by, yeah, by the time we got back, there was no need to have... I do religion. love that about walking with peop- with a group of people because it's a very fluid experience of sort of you walk with one person for a little while and kind of catch up and there's sort of a natural way that you then kind of fall behind and they catch up with someone else and you mm. fall back to somebody else and the group sort of really flows. You know, almost like you see like sort of birds in the sky or something no, like it's that. No, it's exactly like that. It is really like lovely, that. yeah. Because I do the Ascent program, which this is almost like giving people a preview to one of the things that we want to do for 2018, potentially for doing our the personal retreats, the mm-hmm. two and a half days. Um, the version that I do now called the Accent Experience is exactly that. So when I take people out, um, the mountain almost becomes a coach as well. So sometimes you find that people walk by themselves, but then they will pair up. And these are all strangers as well, mind you. So when I do these open courses, but a lot of the work will take place in pairs. So they'll walk with different people and then they're sharing and talking about their perspective or the problem or the thing that they're trying to change or work on. Um, and then I'll spend some time with them and, and just to watch that, um, the fluidity, as you say, just to watch how the different dynamics go and then they get all these perspectives and then they get the introspective aspect and have lots of time to contemplate on the side of the mountain. And it just... I mean, if I would encourage anybody to just, you know, as a listeners to think about if you got anything that you're working on, problem that you need to, or you just wanted some time to contemplate, definitely get out to the nature and yeah, get some cool. miles underneath you. Yeah, yeah. Get that, that body really moving, baby. I know, yeah, totally. Yeah. Should take a break. Uh, then, yeah, why not? <laughs> then we'll, uh, <laughs> I have to twist then your I've arm got, to get well, another coffee, do I? No, that's right. But then, um, she's got yeah, that got hungry some, coffee I've got, looks. Like, ah, I've got some more questions for well, you. You're so. good. And I need, you know what? I come here so often yeah. that Mike came down the stairs and he saw this cup and he's like, what? Because <laughs> this is a small. Because I normally get a large, don't I? So he was shocked wow. that I have a small coffee. But I'm going to go get him. So when, uh, well, yeah, I'm going to get a medium or large, but anyway, let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was created to carve out space for contemplation in the middle of our busy week. Inspired by the very ancient idea that wisdom and principles of conscious living can be found through conversation, Clay and I started meeting over coffee at the Havana Cafe. From these meetings, the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was born. And as an independent podcast, it is supported by listeners like you. Here's how you can help us support the show and continue taking time to explore the big questions in our lives. First and most importantly, you can share the podcast with friends on Facebook, Instagram, or old school, like talking to your friends. Haha. <laughs> Leave a review for us on iTunes, or you can support the show for as little as a couple of pounds or dollars a month. That's less than the coffee you are drinking right now while listening to this show by going to havanacafesessions.co.uk and hitting that contribute button. Hope you're enjoying this episode, and thanks again for listening. All right. Welcome back. We've got the coffee. It's cool. 
Yes. Everything's fine. Everything's good now. Everything's good in my Everything's world. Everything's always better with coffee. You yeah. know, there was just this um, article going around. I probably said this again last week about how, like, you can drink up to seven cups of coffee a day and it doesn't impact your health. I was like, uh, wow. Well, well, I'm on, um, this is be number four now. Yeah, right. Okay, so what do so, you got for me? You said you had some more questions. Well, no, I'm just thinking about, because, of course, like, the, the mindset that I've gotten trained into in terms of mind-body connection is obviously through the yoga stuff Mm. um and i suppose that's why i was so interested in how this year went like what's the sort of summary of your movement year you know because i suppose people like you know we're both obviously big resolution uh people and you know when, when you get into this kind of time of year you're both kind of moving towards christmas but also, anytime resolutions come up, it's so often something related to your physical health, isn't mm-hmm. it? And it's sort of like, oh, well, I'll go on a diet after Christmas or after the new year. Or I'll, you know, for me in my classes at the leisure center and the gym, they always are big boosts in yeah. January, you know, because people have got like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you I'm know, change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which, is, which is great. And you definitely capture a few that stick with it, you know. Um, Busiest time of the year uh, in the gyms is January. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, just thinking, like, as we're sort of, like, almost trained into this being the type of New Year's resolution we make. But actually, there's the the sort of word movement that you had and your intention behind that for this past year has been a really different take on that kind of thing. So even though it's a resolution and it has to do with more exercise or whatever else, the intention behind it was really different. So I think I spin it the other way around. So I probably do more, I said intentions as opposed to resolutions necessarily. Yeah. yeah. So hence we had the sort of three words and the movement, but then you, I think for me, it gives me that more flexibility to interpret what that means. To interpret what That's that means. That's interesting, right, yeah. And then it opens up more possibilities possibilities for me I think but I think the thing is is you already have your gym routine it's not like that like there was a stereotypical reason to do that it was it was more about like mindset wasn't it and 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 your sort of healthy mind by like exactly what you said going through the body to get to the mind and um yeah, I guess all this is just interesting for me because everybody's experience of the connection between their bodies and their mindset and their emotional states are... Everyone has sort of a different experience of that. Yeah. And what I notice for myself is that as you think about this stuff more and as you actually pay attention, you can understand the subtle relationship between all these things in a much more profound way as opposed to you know the kind of gross like I don't know sort of not nuanced way that we sort of tend to think about it like oh just get some fresh air and then you know you'll feel better yeah it's like actually you know there's there's a real subtlety to the different kinds of exercises we can do what they do to the mind and to our energy and to our emotional states and all that kind of stuff. So That's interesting that you just mm. brought that piece up because it reminded me of this whole... Because there's a whole movement out there on movement, if you Google that. Um, and, and what they're trying to make the mindset change is... And I, I'll give you the name of the guy if it comes to me. Um, the mindset is 
don't think of exercise. So they do away with exercise and go exercise or go to the gym or that. So mm-hmm. for them, it's a practice. So and it's play. So they equate it to practicing and playing. And basically, they're saying when you were a kid, you were always you were out playing. You weren't, but you were getting lots of exercise exercise in quotation marks because you were just out running, jumping, using the body how it was meant to be used. Whereas now we think, oh, i got to carve out time and everybody says I don't have time um, to go to a gym somewhere mm-hmm. and to exercise or go to a class. And basically what they encourage is that you're always practicing all day. So you're practicing your movement or go out and just play, whatever that might look like but this whole idea of just getting the body moving and and they emphasize because you know the body was made to run it was made to jump it was made to swim it was made to lift things and just incorporate that into everything that you do mm-hmm. and suddenly you're moving more i saw a study um this week talking about movement again since this is where we're at isn't it there's 10,000 steps yeah yeah i was literally just thinking that because that's the other big thing whatever saying that most people get less than a thousand steps even with this whole big push thing of and this was uk british british study that most people get less than a thousand steps a day even with all this emphasis on you know get out and do ten thousand steps and it's and you know i keep track of my steps and it's it's and it becomes a time thing, isn't it? It's hard, it's hard to get ten thousand steps. It is actually in a, yeah. in a in a in a world where most everything is sitting done sitting at the computer. So mm-hmm. you know, if I when I do my morning walk, I get about six thousand steps in that, and that's about forty five minutes. Okay. And and I could walk longer, but then you think, okay, well, I got to get ready for work and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and I w- if I'm if it's an active day, then I'll tip the ten thousand easy enough, I guess, just from like when we come here, a day like today would be easy because I walk from the car park, that kind of stuff. But anyway, so this study was saying that people get less than a thousand, which is crazy, isn't it? Crazy and also but, crazy. But, but also stuff. completely believable because we're yeah, no, all yeah, totally set up yeah. so that we do our thinking at desks and, you know, people feel like they don't have time to take a half hour Cause it, it away from that. lunch yeah. to actually go for a walk in the middle of the day. And also, I suppose that's like my sort of interest in all of this and sort of a possible experiment or um, like resolution that comes at health and the body from but from a different motivation than just like what the number on the scale says or yeah you know whatever that's about kind of recognizing what stagnation in your body does to your mentality so we've got all this like emphasis on efficiency and you know doing good work with our brains but we don't make the connection that sitting down is actually terrible for our brains. Yeah, absolutely. You know, long term. Like, of course, a couple hours you have to be still in order to work. But um, I have a standing desk. Yeah, we'll see. This is this is. But actually, as mu- again, as much as this has become a thing, very few people actually have it. Mm. You know, the people who have it are talking about it. But I I think that most yeah. people don't, <laughs> don't have, have it. it. Yeah. And you know, for me. 
it's actually a little bit difficult to really comprehend what a five day a week sitting at a desk is like because I've never done it. Yeah. So I've always I've gone straight from sort of the academic world where you know you're up and down all day going to different classes or doing whatever or teaching to being a mom where you're running around like a chicken. And then, you know, with all the yoga now that I'm teaching and just being self-employed, you, you're not just, you know, I have days where I'm mostly sitting at my coffee shop office. Yeah. But, you know, compared to what people are doing on a daily basis and a weekly basis, it's nothing. And I think, you but know... So that's the thing, though. That's a lot of it's self-imposed. It's not so much that it's because they have a... It's not that they have an office-based job. It's the time thing. Yeah. So I don't do the yeah. exercise because I got to be productive and yep. to be productive. So like Ruth, for instance, she doesn't like exercise because that means at least, you know, an hour and a half or so. She's thinking, well, I got to get to where I got to go. Then I got to wash my hair. And so yep. she's adding all the things that come before and after and say, well, it's going to actually be that amount of time. And yeah. I don't want to spend that amount of time. Yeah, just yeah, for the yeah, sake totally. of doing exercise. And I think that's the case with a lot of people. So it's not so much that... And there are a lot of people that going to a gym just does not appeal, you know? Yeah, and but I always tell people that you should just pick something that you like doing, otherwise you won't do it. If it, if, if you've got to think about it and it's got to be a chore and i got to you know, schedule it and then i got to psych myself up to go and do it, then I'll find probably more reasons than not not to go. But don't you find that at the beginning of a new physical routine, there's sometimes a period very early on where you feel worse <laughs> than yeah, you do. Yeah, like and I feel now, <laughs> like this week, because I've gone back into a heavy cycle. Yeah, of lifting weights, yeah. yeah. So my body's all wrecked. I'm always hungry. Yesterday someone said, what's wrong with you? Because every time I get up, I'm <laughs> groaning. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I think w- once you sort of know that pattern, just like you might know the pattern of your mind or whatever, then you know you just have to get through those first two weeks and then you're going to start feeling awesome. We get that habit. Now, here's another thing with mine, because this is the other thing that's got me, that I was just thinking I need to sort of change my mind. And I, th- I think we've talked about this before when we've talked about purely about spirituality. So my whole sort of spiritual practice thing sort of comes into cycle. And I'm kind of back in that space that says, well, actually, I kind of haven't thought about that aspect of a practice at all for ages now. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff crammed up in this cranium of my mind as well that I, I just wanted to address. And it was like, well, I could tackle it from a, the rational thinking thingy yep. or focus on body again, especially things like, um, like if you do a physical challenge and you're focusing on the physical challenge, there's a lot of mental stuff that has yep, to happen. Yep. In that as well, so you start work, yeah. to you start to affect the mind, and then that starts to affect the spirit. So it's all the whole sort of mind, body, spirit. It's all connected, and yeah. you can you can take one aspect and work on it, and it affects the others. Yeah. Um. As well, and so yeah. So for me, I it think was, at different points in in your life or in the year, and different as far as mindsets, but also your different personalities. I think that different people have ways in that's easier for them yeah so you know and i see this all the time with yoga because people come ironically quite a lot of people come to yoga not because they're trying to get in shape 
but you know there, there's a whole group of people that come to yoga because they want to be more flexible right because they find that they're just getting a bit like creaky and you know like me well like, like we're all on the conveyor belt aren't yeah. we so but but I think there's a whole other group of people that sort of turn up to my class because they've heard that yoga will help with stress will help with and stress yeah that's right. All right and they don't really know what it is but then they find it that that's actually true and that some of the stuff about the way that they're breathing and the way that they don't feel quite as tense all the time because of course when you're stressed you tense your muscles right and then you don't necessarily relax your muscles so it's very difficult for people to just relax their shoulders away from their ears for instance because they've got a ton of mental stress that's translated into their bodies that they can't get rid of just by thinking relax and so you know what I find is like going through all of the sort of physical stretches and postures and everything that we do in the yoga class, that tension goes and that has an impact on their mentality. You know, and so I think when you sort of work in this area of like using the body to get in, you start to see what I was saying at the beginning, that there's a, a really subtle relationship and you can't just, I was thinking in the car, like, could you draw a Venn diagram that was just like, here's your body, and here's your mind, and here's, like, your energy, and can you find a point at which these different things impact each other? And I think it's really just too simplistic. There's so many different levels, and it's it's really like when you watch the breath. Once you get used to watching the breath, you start to see or experience a more sort of subtle aspect to the breath. And so I don't know. All this, all this stuff is really interesting to me, mm. and I think that um. Well, I think we lose something without the movement, don't we? The whole sort of body. Cause yes, exactly. And and I think that we also really lose the the focus on what that does for our mentality when we only focus on the body for physical health. You know, when we only well, say for the exercise thing, that's I right, gotta go exactly. do my thirty minute exercise. Exactly. When thing. we only say like, okay, I need to lose ten pounds or. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the Christmas weight, or I want to, you know, just be in better shape this year. Like, that's, you know, that's a totally awesome goal to have if that's what you want to do. But I think it will mean so much more if, along with that, you you embrace the fact that this is going to really have a, an amazing sort of mental impact. Yeah. You know? And spiritual as well. Yeah. I was just finding the guys. Um, his name is Ido Portal, and it's called Movement Culture. So if you, you can go idoportal.com um, and Movement Culture and watch some of his videos. It's amazing some of the stuff that um, that you know he gets. I mean, he runs these things out in Thailand, I think, called the Movement uh, Camps, and you just get loads of these people out. Right. Um, and the things that they end up being able to do with their body after spending a lot of time with this guy and doing some of these um, aspects. And all it is, is just, a, again, it's this encouragement to throw away the physical exercise routine and go but to the gym, do the, it's, this honestly, push-ups. Honestly, it's, yeah. it's not, I, I really feel very strongly that it's not the actual movement that's the problem. It's the mental attitude that you take into the movement yeah. that's the problem. Like, and that's why am I doing about. this? Yeah. Exactly, So this totally. is about using your body, yeah. not about the exercise. But then, as you say, as you start to... As you start to use your body again as the instrument that it was made for, it then has that so it affects the mind. Yeah. I was just listening to Joe Rogan this morning, and someone was asking him about his sort of morning routine, and um, but he mentioned again this idea that the physical stuff gets his. So he does a lot of different things physically, 
but that was to get his mind in the best state and yeah. to be in the best sort of level of happiness and well-being and that sort of thing. Totally. Just physically sort of. Yeah, I mean, and you know, that's very true in terms of my yoga class because, of course, the he, way... he's a big yoga fan, but... Yeah, the... The way that I teach classes in the evening before people are about to like go home and just be winding down for bed is very different than the way I have to teach if I'm teaching people in the middle of the day because you can really impact people's energy and then you can get people into a state where they're really totally zoned out, you know, like in a lovely way if you're, if you're going to yeah. just go to sleep. But if you need to go get on with the rest of your day, you have to do different things with the body in order to like keep the energy in a relaxed but clear way so I mean that that's I suppose one of the things I really like about yoga is that you can actually work on that level with people and of course I, I'm sure I said to you when I was doing that kids yoga class <laughs> in the first class I did it we pretended like at the beginning that we were all going to be volcanoes and we were blasting like everywhere <laughs> and stuff but then I couldn't bring them back you know, they were running around the room being lava and running all over the place. But then actually, like, I had actually brought their energy up too much. Right. And to bring them back from that was really tough. So, you know, you can really, I suppose what I'm saying is that you see these these ways that you can really impact the kind of quality of your energy in your body in quite a, quite a kind of tangible way. Yeah. And I, I know I mentioned NLP to you when we were coming into this, and uh, I'll just touch on it a little bit, but... The neuro-linguistic programming. So um, this is all from Tony Robbins, or mm, no. no? It was invented by Richard Bandler um, okay. and the other guy. There were people in that community that crucified me because I can't remember the other guy's name. Because okay, well we, we're we're not there, so just tell us the. <laughs> anyway, it was invented by these two guys, Richard Bandler being one of them, um, out of sort of Stanford somewhere in California yeah, back in the days when, you know, groovy stuff. Anyway, so um, they they were the inventors, and and. Yeah, we, I don't know, we don't need to go into the rift between the whole yeah, sort yeah. of thing in there. But anyway, yes, yeah, so I know, not the Tony Robbins thing, but yes, kind of the Tony Robbins thing, but he just changed it to his own acronym. Cause he's okay, Tony wait, t- yeah, 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 well, tell us what it is, because <laughs> yeah. I'm still not... Yeah, so neuro-linguistic yeah. program is, it's, it's, I guess it's strap line is it's the operation manual for the mind. And because, you know, you get this mind basically with the same, but nobody tells you how to use it. And, and they've come up with a set of different techniques for modeling, for changing your mental state, your emotional state, um, by curing phobias and things like that, purely through what you do with your mind and your imagination. Um, and one of the things in there is if you wanted to quickly change your emotional state, and you can experiment with this as well, um, one of the ways is just to change your physio- physiology. So one of the exercises that I'll sometimes run just to get people used to the concept of it is to get them to form, to be like really hunched over in a kind of a sad kind of way and then try to get them to laugh. And it's it's, it's kind of hard to, because your body wants to open up when you yeah, sort yeah, of laugh. Yeah. Um, and it's, it works the other way around. If you want to move someone out of a sort of sadder space, it's to get them up and moving and chest mm-hmm. expand, that sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's like the, a real quick way to change your mental state is to go through your physio- physiology. Um, and so you can go either way. Or you can use, so the other aspect of it would be just to use your mind and to imagine your imagination can have an effect on your physical state. So if you imagined mm. a time, not even imagine, if you remember, remember a time when you were really sad, then your body 
will start to take on the physiology of being sad. So you can yeah, do the same thing right, in yeah. reverse. You can remember a time when you were really happy. Go through, you know, we do it all the time. Right. You think, oh yeah, I remember that, and then we get all happy, and then your body actually physically changes yeah. to meet that remember memory that you had. Well, I mean, in in sort of traditional yoga philosophy or theory of the body, there's many different bodies. So there's like the kind of body that we see that's like the physical, you mm. know, with the muscles and stuff. But then there's like energetic bodies, there's emotional bodies, there's sort of overlayering of what they refer to. And so, you know, I mean, it's funny because again, when you're reading it in this sort of different terminology, it all sounds very fluffy and sort of esoteric and out yeah. there. But actually, we we know that we, we naturally do it though. We store all kinds of emotions in our body. And you know, there's there's times when people like have a massage and cry because why? Because something some kind of tension and, and emotion has been stored in that mm. space. And you know, lots of people have these experiences and you know so Think of a, I mean, a song that might come on that'll change your emotional state immediately when you start remembering what that song meant to you and reliving that moment, both happy and or sad. So these things happen in, they happen in everyday life. And I think what the NLP thing was to do it consciously as opposed to going about unconsciously. So. If Instead of letting it happen to you, take yeah, it, so if you're it listening to your advantage, this yeah. sneakily in your office right now, or if you're at home, wherever you're listening to it, uh, if you right now think of somebody who every time you go to have a conversation with him, it's, gonna, it's difficult and you always walk away from that meeting feeling, uh, and you only have to think about that person and then your body will already start to take on the physiology yeah. of it. Yeah. And I can, there's so many times when... I'm coaching and working with people and they're going to go into a meeting and they haven't had the meeting yet, but they, in their mind, that person's a difficult person. So instead of focusing on the outcomes of it, they're focusing on the fact that this person's difficult. So then their whole physiology changes and they yeah. get very closed up and then they're not, they're not mentally at their best because they're now preparing for this difficult conversation fight. And I'm like, you haven't even had the conversation you have no idea what it's going to be like but you've just put yourself in a in a less resourceful state because you relive this thing in your mind and it's now changed your physiology but then back to our idea about movement you can reverse it by getting them to change their physiology yeah so that then they change their mental state so just using the reverse of that process yeah to say well what kind of state do you want to be in well i'd like to feel focused and um, you know, and energetic, for yeah, instance, yeah. and then you just get them to play with that in their head, and it then changes their physiology. Yeah. And then you can watch the physiology changes, and then they're in the right emotional state to tackle what it is that they want to do. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's so it, that's very very true. You know, one of the other things that we do in in yoga is, you know, practicing having a different response to body stress right so putting yourself into a pose that you find challenging you know like whether it's downward dog because you have to hold your whole body weight up with your arms and you know anything that it's not obviously too challenging but you know like plank for instance Hmm. um but you notice that when you go into these 
physical postures that are quite difficult, you automatically sort of tend to tense up, even in places that don't actually need to be working at all. So your jaw, your face, you know, you, you see people across the room and they're just like in plank and okay, plank is hard, but you don't need to be using your face to do plank, mm. you know, but one of the things that I keep trying to teach everyone is if you don't react, because this is a, this is like personal experience for me. If you don't start breathing in a way that tells your body that this is really hard, if you override that and you continue to try and breathe like full deep breaths, but not stressful and you keep your face look like I always imagine like, you know, you know, when you're at the beach and someone's buried you in the sand and you only see your head. I imagine like if I, if I was like that, would someone be able to tell I was doing plank? So you have to keep your face just looking relaxed. You over time can really train yourself to react differently in stressful situations. So in life, it sounds kind of stupid when when I'm saying in class and everyone like laughs at me and probably if they had like rotten eggs, they'd be throwing it in front of the class. But, you know, because no one wants to hear when they're in the middle of plank, you know, don't react. But that's what we're practicing is don't react. And, you, and, that, and that's what's so sort of magic about it sounds like it's not going to work, but actually it's really powerful to practice that again and again, just that non-reaction in your body yeah. to stress, then your mind reacts differently. Absolutely. You yeah. just reminded me of my judo days. And oh, yeah? Well, that was the same thing. Like your natural thing, if I push you, is to resist. Mm-hmm. The body tenses up and you resist. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But judo is all about taking energy and redirecting energy. So counterintuitively, if you push me, I just need to go with the force that you've done. But then that pushes that person off. So your throws become effortless right. when you get to that space. Because the amount of force that they push, if you don't resist, then their whole energy is going in that direction. And anyway, you and you just it. Yeah. Cut, yeah. So you just touch them and they're, they're, they're flying. Right. <laughs> but, but your natural tendency if someone pushes you is to just tense up and relax and then, uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and just but it's it's hard to train retrain your mind to say okay actually I'm going to let the body just be really loose and if you push you know you just kind of yeah, yeah it's quite yeah, yeah. it's um it's an interesting phenomenon because it's not natural or it feels counterintuitive to do yep. because we just want to Tense up. Yeah, and uh, everybody wants to start yeah, <laughs> breathing like that and flank. And yeah. Well, I think I probably told teeth. this story on this one because my judo instructor was a, a Korean guy, a really tiny guy, but he just. And he I, threw you to the ground? Easy, easily. But, and he was like, judo's no power. Judo is like a scissor. <laughs> so <laughs> he was just a. And he was just a little dude, but and he got all these big army dudes, and because he was just as well marked back in my uh, army days, and he just tossed us around like nothing because we just want to do brute force and power, and you know this little man I can I can crush him, <laughs> and so we're going in there with with all this tenseness in the body and this you know yeah, whereas yeah. he's just like loose and then use all of that. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall watching that happen. It was not pretty. (laughs) Oh, it would have been so funny to be that fly on the wall there. Insane limb. Yeah, man, he was was a man. But yeah, so the whole sort of mind-body-spirit connection, um, I think is, well, for me, it's been as in, and I probably, as a, I don't know if it's a default aspect, but if I really want to get into my cell, I usually use lead with body. 
Yeah, okay. So if I leave a body, then that changes my mind, and then that gets the sort of spirit thing in the right sort of space for me. So, um, and hence, to bring this sort of full circle, that is kind of the state that I was in. It was like, all right, I want to make a rapid change to my mentality and mind and that stuff and get back into my Yoda space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so how would you change it if you decide to keep it as a sort of word for next year? How, what would you do? How would you take it another step then? Or do you, ne- do you need to? Are you just about maintaining it now? No, I just, I, it's probably more cranking it up a, a notch even more. Doing just more of it. Doing more. And, and, it's, and I'm, it's more about meeting even more people, I guess. That's the aspect of the movement aspect that I'm thinking of, just getting out and okay. bumping into more people. So yeah. it's the people aspect of the movement aspect that I'm after now. So I have been you know, out in the countryside and the mountains and stuff, but... I'm after more connections because that's the second word. So I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that'll, that'll be my second word is connection. And my third word is discipline. Uh, now the oh, cat is out of the bag. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> uh, preview to the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's end because if I don't, I'll keep going. So. Yeah, don't. No, right. don't. Give it away. Okay. <laughs> this episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is brought to you by people just like you, wonderful listeners. So thank you very much. If you have a spare second and you want to click over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review or just some stars, that really helps us out a lot and helps other people find us who might enjoy the show. And if you would like to contribute to the show, then you can contribute as little as a pound an episode or less than a coffee an episode. Um... If you head over to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and click on the Contribute button, you'll find all kinds of different ways that you can help us out. Thank you so much if you have already contributed in some way or if you're thinking about contributing and really even just telling other people who you think might enjoy the podcast or um, joining in the conversation is very, very helpful. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sarah Hunt, and on behalf of Clay Lowe, goodbye, and we'll see you next week.